Hey, I almost swore in a meeting today, but I didn't. I recognize you. I Thank see you. you, and I recognize you. I was like, it's time and to be grown up. And then Jeff Wives was like, you got yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I did. Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. Together, we're cultivating real conversation, real community, real lives. Join Tammy Brown and Melody Workman of Sandals Church as they discuss real issues and empower women to cultivate truth, live out their faith, and connect with a community of kindness. Well, hey ladies, Tammy and Melody here for um, the Cultivate Podcast, and we're so glad that you're joining us. We're back. We're back. Yay! I... Uh, was thinking that the last time we got together was in January, but you have reminded me that we did an April episode. Well, you said January. I was like, no, it was June. June. Actually, it was April, so neither one of us knows what's How going on. How do I have zero recollection of this happening? <laughs> COVID. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to know that I'm memorable. <laughs> so, 2020, huh? Yeah. The last thing I remember is January, honestly. And By the way, that leads us to our first point. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that, Mel? We have upgraded our podcast just a little bit. We've got we're ma- so legit now. We've got master mixer producer Kelly with his own little tricks. That's right. That's right, everybody. We know that's what's happening on the other end. Of we don't really know what we're saying, but we just know there's going to be applause. It is going to be the new game, though, of like once we learn those sounds, trying to say something. To that make gets him, yeah. one of those sounds for us. But yeah. We it, drop a truth bomb, Kelly come in with that affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> then when I say something really scary and dreary, <laughs> <laughs> like, so Mel, how about 2020? <laughs> Perfect placement, Kelly. But honestly... This year, Mel? It's been a lot. It's been so much. And it just gets worse. It's not a big deal, but I did hear a big asteroid supposed to come at the planet now. Oh, my gosh. Well, and Black Panther died? That was, like, such a hard conversation to have with my son, Manny. He was Black Panther's, like, two Halloweens ago. It's just horrible. It has 2020 has zero chill. It has. It's not been very good. <laughs> Remember the memes we've sent each other, like we, about like one day twenty twenty is gonna be like, uh oh my gosh, how was your day total twenty twenty? Everyone's <laughs> know. gonna know what they mean. I might have sent Melody a meme this week that was this row as a picture of like porta potty outhouses on fire and they're like melting and it said if twenty twenty were a candle. <laughs> And I said, I'm getting you this for Christmas. And I, I sent a candle, a Yankee candle. I sent you one that said if 2020 were a slide and it's a cheese grater all the way down. It is so true. <laughs> it's I, just not yeah. been, it's not been great. It's not been a good year, but, um, you know, as pertains to cultivate, obviously, you know, we haven't been as regular of schedule because first of all, like our primary concern was following like the governmental kind of practices, but more importantly, like making sure our teams and our staff were safe um, and really having to reprioritize church as a whole. I mean, there was like eight or nine weeks or 10 weeks maybe we didn't even step foot on this campus. More than that. Yeah, I don't know. It was a a really long time. I don't even know weeks. I don't even know the date anymore. This is how our family talks about the date. Like, do you know what date is? Well, it wasn't today, and yesterday was the day before today, and <laughs> tomorrow's the day after today, but I don't know what day of the week it is or whatever the date of the month Yeah, is. it felt like just one long Monday in there for a while, just like, it feels like a Monday again. Ethan sent me a meme that said, if it wasn't for COVID, it would be April 10th last <laughs> week, and I was like, that feels... Oh, <laughs> Kelly, wrong one! But that's good. <laughs> um... But, you know, we've been trying to figure out, first and foremost, how to care for people, care for people who've been sick, care for our staff, make sure everyone's safe. And so, obviously, like, getting together and coming together for the podcast wasn't the top priority, but I am really happy to be back with you today. Me too. Me too. So, it's been a good time. You know, I think about, since I don't remember the April podcast even happening, 
Let's go back to the January podcast when we were thinking about 2020 yeah. before we actually lived it. <laughs> and we've gotten together. Man, those were, that was a good time. That was a good, those were good Remember times. Remember those gigantic charcuterie boards we had and it was like the live event. It was beautiful. And we were talking about wholeness and how this year we're going to cultivate wholeness. We didn't have to prepackage the charcuterie. <sighs> yeah. Everyone could just put their hands in freely. <laughs> what, a, what a day that back was. Back in the day. Back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> but honestly, you know, we went into 2020 just really thinking we're going to pursue this idea of cultivating wholeness. And I just, I laugh now, not like it's funny laugh, but just like the irony of it all, of what I imagined the vision of cultivating wholeness was supposed to look like versus what I think it meant now from God of just, I really believe like I'm seeing women struggle with embracing who they are and how God's made them and, and just kind of thinking, how could we help women pursue this idea of wholeness where it's like your, your everyday ordinary life mm-hmm. is in all inclusive with your spiritual life. There's not like two lives, like the spiritual side of you and then your everyday ordinary side of you right. and then owning how God made you. And I don't know. I mean, I look back foolishly and think about how I just imagined it to be this like Zen kumbaya kind of a year Mm -hmm. where like we're all just like experiencing wholeness and peace and happiness together as we embrace who we are and and let I'm gonna let you be who you are and I'll be who I am and happy about that and here we are nine months later I don't know who you are I don't know what day it is I don't know who God called you to be I can't I can barely see you but but that's the thing I just I'm like Oh, maybe God planting that seed of, and the vision of wholeness in me was more about how do we literally stay whole when the world around us is falling apart? Yeah. I mean, we have lost um, people we've loved. We've lost um, friends, family, securities, comforts. I mean... We've had to really figure out what's essential and what's mm-hmm. not essential. Yep. Like who imagined a world where we can't, we legit can't find toilet paper. Like we are so American in that way. I have a toilet like, paper dealer. I couldn't, I couldn't find it at the grocery store. I have a friend who runs an Airbnb. He's not getting a lot of people, but he's on like a subscription. So like I buy my toilet paper from him. <laughs> like, Dude, you were one of the lucky ones. <laughs> I just know we'll be able to wipe our butts, you know, and family of five. That's important. It is. Teen boys, it's so important. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, who would have imagined that this year was going to look the way that it looked? I mean, I can go back and literally recount, you know, in January, um, Ethan lost a good friend from school in a, car, a tragic car accident. Mm. One of our pastors lost their kid, their son, um, tragically, you know, and then when Kobe died. And that was like, by February and we're like man this year like who would have thought yeah it it just kept going I mean I saw this meme speaking of memes because honestly you guys memes of what's been keeping our friend groups together (laughs) well (laughs) because memes in God's word but also at some point you just have to go there's got to be a ray of humor somewhere and those memes have come through a few times but I saw it last month or maybe six weeks ago and it was like what about the murder hornets? Like, I th- I think we skipped over those a little too fast. Those murder like, hornets are like, we're coming back next year. It's been too much. <laughs> even, even we have limits. We get it. Honestly, though, you know, we've known so many people that have lost their jobs, mm-hmm. lost their comforts. I mean, it's just been a hard year. And then you're watching, you're watching the news, you're watching social media. People are going after mm-hmm. each other yep. in ways that I, I've, I don't know that I've ever seen in my lifetime, the mm-hmm. way that I've just seen people go after one another. And so I know that we've both experienced that personally, mm-hmm. spiritually, relationally, um, a lot of loss, a lot of trial, a lot of just turmoil, a lot of, and so now I'm just like, man, I really think the idea of cultivating wholeness actually was meant for something so much greater of 
how do we keep it together mm-hmm. when everything else is falling apart? Like literally keep it together when it's just like one um, arrow coming mm-hmm. at us after another yep. in one way, shape or form. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious for you though, what do you think one of your most challenging things personally and I'm going to ask you like personally, relationally, spiritually. So mm-hmm. um, has been during this year and the season of COVID and all that, that has rippled through. I mean, cause this, the year started off with some, some tra- like hard, difficult yeah. things, but then COVID has just set off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was a rock in a pond, but mm-hmm. the things we're experiencing now aren't just COVID, but yeah. it, it's just kind of all. It's all like tangled up together. Um, I think personally realizing um, how much fear affects me, how much I allow myself to feel fearful um, and having to recognize I'm an Enneagram 8. And I know, I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) It's it's actually... You know it's been a bad year if Melody's scared, you guys, which is not good for me. (laughs) No. I'm scared all the time, but I look at Mel, I'm like, okay, Mel, it's okay, I can be okay. But when you go down, this is what I say to Matt, too. I'm just like, we are all... No, it's... going to die. The 8, you know, it's... uh, They have issues with control, so when everything feels like it's out of control, mm-hmm. that's real fear for an eight. And so that's how everything is felt, just out yeah. of control. And so that's where I confront fear. And that's where I really have to deal with how I respond to it. If I'm controlled by it or if I um, know how to navigate that personally. Um, relationally, I think it's been challenging to figure out, um, you know, what, how, how you interact. Everybody... Ha- we're, we're in such a toxic season right now with everyone's opinions on politics, on COVID, on churches reopening, not reopening. I mean, this is my, you know, Sandals is my church. It's my life. It's everything that I love and people are here. Um, so there's just people on, that are opposed, offended. And so having to navigate that, how do I... Um, you know, be authentic and yet also be guarded and be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, spiritually, though, I would say it's probably been um, a really beautiful season for me because when I'm feeling really fearful, things are feeling out of control, um, having more time at home, which I did for a few months, I'm just driven to spend more time with God. Mm-hmm. Um and and he's where do you spend that time with God? <laughs> How do I? Where? Where? Oh, a lot of times floating in my pool. I think Melody's literally spent ten <laughs> weeks. She worked. She worked. Oh, and she worked her booty off. But yeah. honestly. I never seen her home office look so happy. She well, texted me floating you, with her laptop on her pool. I bought a float <laughs> in April that you can float on and not get wet because the water was too cold, but the sun was out. So I was like, I have to get outside. Like it was, these, you know, everyone knows like your family, you're all inside. And I'm like, as soon as that rain stopped, because begin, remember the beginning yeah, yeah, of COVID yeah. and all that rain, I'm like, this is legit the apocalypse. Everybody needs to get right with Jesus. Do you know the Lord like that? I just felt like I See, needed I to. I loved it. I was like inside burning my yeah. pumpkin spice candle, even though it was March. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need to get away from these people. I need to get away from my dog. But Anyway, I bought a float where I could just float and not get wet. And so I did get a lot of work done there Um, and a lot of good times thinking and praying and even just sitting outside just to be, just to be with God, fresh air. It was really good for my mental state Mm -hmm. um, to just be like breathe in fresh air and sit under the breeze and like talk to God and hey, here's what I'm feeling. So that, that was a good, that was a good part of it. Um, But there was a lot of challenging things and there's still really challenging Mm -hmm. things too. What about you? There sure is. (laughs) There sure is still a lot. You know, at first, and at first, I actually really enjoyed the world stopping Mm -hmm. because I think Matt and I have lived at a pace Mm -hmm. that's been unrealistic. And you know this, in January, we started meeting as a team here to sort of figure out a new pace mm-hmm. because Matt couldn't 
it wasn't good, the pace he had been doing for years and, and years. And so at first, that first like three weeks, I actually started sleeping through the night again. Mm. I, um, my anxiety was way down, which is weird because tension, you know, the fear of COVID was so high. Like I remember those first few weeks of somebody on our staff, Pastor Aurelio, like he was bringing like a goodie basket over to like love on us and Mm -hmm. leave it at our doorstep. But I opened the door and he like ran away yes. from me like remember where I was like I don't want to get you sick you might yeah. have it it was just he brought us tacos shout out to Aurelio because <laughs> I, I to Aurelio and Erica in the middle of COVID and the same thing dropped it at the door and by the time we answered the door he was like across the driveway he brought us anchos oh man Aurelio Aurelio shout feel out love, dude feel the <laughs> sound effect for Aurelio why don't we give Aurelio something really good yes yes there you okay, go okay there we go <laughs> <laughs> um you know, it, it was sort of a time where Matt and I, we, you know, Matt, Matt Brown, it's so annoying, but he's like, I'm going to come out of this my best shape ever. <laughs> like this is when we're thinking like it's going to be a month, Yeah. you know? So he's like, gets on a super fit, like eating plan and is lifting and running. And so we started running. I hadn't been running in years and I've like worked up to like five miles and, we're just doing a lot, but in our neighborhood, we're like seeing families out. I mean, we've lived in our house 11 years. We live on land. Our neighbors are far away. Everyone's mm-hmm. gate, like gated stone walled kind of a situation. No one's living out there to like be neighborly and mingle. It's like the opposite of the wood streets. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing parents, families on bike rides. Like I've never seen family on a bike ride. So I actually was really loving that. Like we got to know our neighbors mm-hmm. and we're dropping cookies off on their door. And they, I was like, wow, this time has really sort of reset families mm-hmm. spending time together. Um, <clears throat> but that was short lived. Yeah. You know, um, I, I I saw people online just being super loving and kind. How can I help you? And you, we're all in this together. Turned real quick. It turned real quick, and um, that's you know, and it's just it's been turning Mm -hmm. ever since. And so, what started out for me personally was feeling like I had caught my breath for the first time Mm -hmm. in probably a decade, um, to quickly feeling just attacks coming on every front. Mm. And so that, that's been really hard personally, mm-hmm. spiritually. Um, I, I do think that I've had to pursue Matt and I both. It's a discipline. We have recently, like a month ago, we're like f- just feeling dreary. Like we're not putting the news on anymore. Yes. We're like, this is so skewed one way or the other, depending on what you're on. Yep. I took like, you know, eight or nine weeks off social media. I'm just like, I can't Mm -hmm. process everything. And so we've actually started making it a discipline to verbalize everything good God's done this Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. because we found ourselves just like hyper laser focused on everything bad that's been said or done to Mm -hmm. people we love, to us, to our kids, to um, our friends, to people we don't know, but you're watching people's lives just hurt and that hurts us. And, um, you know, for Matt, just no matter what, opening, he was getting hate mail, not opening hate mail, posting on this or that thing happening and, you know, like it, it just, it was, I'm, I'm like, we're just over here trying to yeah. do the best that we can. And that's what I would tell people is we're every day felt like just making the best mm-hmm. next right decision. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, I just, I, we were drowning mm-hmm. a bit yeah. and not like we were, our drowning is more important than anybody else's drowning. I'm just saying that's, that's kind of how they, that went for us. And so we started pursuing God in new ways to say, all this is happening, but you've still done this and mm-hmm. this and this and this. And the more we've done that, the more we've been able to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. how good God's been mm-hmm. and be reminded that in the midst of it all, like he has not left us, he has not forsaken us. Um, and, and then, you know, as we're approaching the season that I'm in now, I, I can see God growing me mm-hmm. in some 
painful, but good ways. Yeah. Um, and so that's been good. But then relationally, you know, relationally, it's just been hard because like I said, at first I felt like I could catch my breath and not like I don't love people, but I just like, we Mm -hmm. were living at a pace where five out of seven days a week, we are with different people from church having dinner. We don't eat at home. We don't, we hadn't been eating as a family. Um, we like home cooked. (laughs) Like I ate a restaurant five days a week. Right so that we could connect with all the people that we honestly want to connect with. But it is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a challenging thing. And so um, it, it has been interesting. And then it's it's just been interesting how the, the political climate has been. Yeah. How the racial climate has been. Um, the church climate has just... So I think that's relationally I've, I've had so many people come around us and, mm-hmm. and be so encouraging and so loving and supportive. And then also so Not. much relational loss and yeah. um, division. And so that's, that's been a hard part too, but it's just been, it's been a year. <laughs> it has been. And I think what you said uh, a few minutes, a few seconds ago, just about what you envisioned for Cultivate Wholeness 2020 versus mm-hmm. what the reality is. It's not that all of a sudden it doesn't fit. It's almost like it fits even better. It's like it fit all along. It just wasn't what I yeah. thought, but mm-hmm. it was always what God knew, you yeah. know? And so I think back to January when we had like kind of landed on the scripture that we wanted to cultivate ourselves and then join women, like, mm-hmm. or invite women to join us in cultivating, which is um, Romans 12, one and two from the message. You want to read that? Yeah. So it says, here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. And we inserted here your whole life, mm-hmm. your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. Boy, are we seeing that all the time now. God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Yeah, it's isn't it interesting just to read that? Yeah. Now, knowing what we know mm-hmm. as opposed to when we were reading it back in December, yep. like November, December, January as we were planning um for this year, but I just I want to look at it through a different lens today and just really talk about w- what it kind of means for today. Like, I think the thing that stood out to me in this verse from the the very beginning of when we kind of had said, this is going to be our verse for the year mm-hmm. is taking your everyday ordinary life. And, and here's why that matters to me so much is because one of the hangups or trip ups that I see women get so ensnared with and trapped in is they, they look on, they, we, myself included, we look on social media and we see a certain kind of life. Mm-hmm. And then we know our life mm-hmm. and it seems so ordinary and uninteresting yeah. and unimportant and less than. And, and so what I loved about this verse from the very beginning was take your everyday ordinary life mm-hmm. because here's the thing that God knows your everyday ordinary life matters so much. Mm -hmm. And we're being tricked by the idea on social media that it's less than extraordinary. Right. And that anything less than extraordinary is lame. It's lame. It's not valuable. It doesn't matter. It doesn't measure up. Mm -hmm. And one of the things in hindsight, right, we can see things so differently now that we're, we've gone through the year that, that we've all gone through collectively as a, a world mm-hmm. really is um, who would just love that ordinary life. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like I'm raising a hand right now, but you know, Matt and I, um, Matt and our, our middle daughter, Kennedy, they have their, like they're both same favorite movie. It's called about time and it sounds weird, but it's like about tra- time travel. Mm. But the idea of the movie is like, what would you go back and do differently? Mm-hmm. And I recommend it for anybody 
to go watch. It is such a fantastic movie. But in this movie, like he can go back and do a day in his life and change whatever didn't go right. Mm. But what he learned was everything that doesn't go right. I'm spoiling the whole movie. Sorry. You don't even need to watch it now. Um, Is how much value there is Mm. in the things that actually don't go right to develop and make you who you are. Yeah, it's good. And at the end of the movie, he, he uses this line about how much he loves his um, extraordinary, ordinary, ordinary life. Mm. And it's like he makes the bigger deal out of the ordinary life because there's so much joy to be found in just having your people and your friends and your relationship yep. and a God who loves you and you really have everything that you need. And mm. so that particular line in God's word for me was just like, ev- like our lives are, are ordinary. Most people's lives are ordinary. Mm-hmm. Even the people on Instagram, most of their actual lives are pretty ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> and Not what they're putting out for us to yes. see. Yes. And that's a whole nother different kind of podcast we don't need to get re- into today. But I'm ready for that one when we have it. <laughs> but, um, and, and that's what I wanted for women is to say like, your everyday ordinary life mm-hmm. matters and is, there's so much goodness in it. Like, don't get tripped up on yeah what you're seeing versus what you're living like like let's focus on what you're living and um I still think there's a lot of work to be done there mm-hmm. for us as women oh yeah and I want to do that I think you know what we do for work matters like that's what's been so interesting of this year too is like we've watched we've all not everybody I'm generalizing but like so many people just look at celebrities right Celebrities have had a lot of work during COVID. Yeah. Or Instagram influencers. It's like, what are you selling? We're not buying it. We can't get it. We can't go there. And also our perspectives have changed. Like it's not as fun to watch red carpets anymore when, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just saw a poll right before we started this that was asking who watched the video music awards that have just recently happened. Mm-hmm. And it was like 89% of people didn't watch it. Our, our, what has become essential and even wanted in our lives is changing. Yeah. And I, I think some of that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot more value in the ordinary than we've been giving credit to. For sure. Which, you know, if we skip down and we get to the culture part, because culture has been shaping us instead mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things this year that we're experiencing is how much more like culture we've been than than mm-hmm. like Jesus we've been yep for me too you know we mm-hmm. we found so much we find so much culture and joy and entertainment I'm sorry joy in our culture and entertainment in our culture and um distraction mm-hmm. and we have been stripped down to like what do you need what food can you get I mean do you remember a couple of weeks where you couldn't even really yes get like food I bought I brought food home my kids were like what is that I'm like I don't know but we're eating it <laughs> I found it at the store. <laughs> it was what they had. That's right. Honestly, like I get on Instacart and whatever came, came. And that's what we're eating. Like it mostly wasn't what we ever had before. I'm like, but it was there. Such a luxury, mm-hmm. you know. But if we go, if we keep going on in this verse, um, taking your life and, and placing it in an offering before God. Mm-hmm embracing what God does for us is the best thing we can do. And that's what I think all of us have, all of us, most people have had to wrestle with some version of that. Oh yeah. That our, our believers is what, what, where are you God? Who are you? Who am I? How are we? What's happening around us? I mean, the number one question without fail that Matt and I have received, um, online, on Facebook, on email, on text message is, is this the end times? Mm-hmm. Our, our kids, our kids had many a day during this year of their like, the next fire, the next this, then, you know, so many things going on simultaneously where they're like, is this the end times? And we're like, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an end times person. So everyone listening, like, don't panic at that. But here's the truth. We don't know. Mm -hmm. It could be, but here's what matters most that we're right with God. And that's, that was what we said to our kids that we're like, it might be, and it might not be, but let me tell you, I'd be right with God if I were you. Yeah. It's got more people thinking about faith and about mm-hmm. God, um, especially in the beginning, we saw that. And I think that that's the one when we read that line, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Um, is just remembering 
all of the goodness in the midst of the craziness and in the midst of the chaos. And there was, there was a sweetness of the season in which people were like, I do have things to be grateful for things Mm -hmm. that I normally ignore Mm -hmm. things that normally irritate me. I've got my, I've got my family or even as things began to get stripped away, we became grateful for the essentials Mm -hmm. that we had toilet paper. When was Mm -hmm. the last time someone said, thank you, Lord, that I was able to wipe my behind today. (laughs) But that became a thing. I'm going to ask you this about toilet paper since we're on it again. But did you ever have a conversation? Well, you have a dealer. So, but I'll say Before the dealer, we had a conversation about how many squares. Calm the roll. Yes. Calm down. That's a three square. You you better stop five squaring it Can, around did here. Did you ever imagine no. in your life we're having to like, what is it called when you like divvy it out? Yeah, like but <laughs> yeah. ration proportion. Like yes, ration toilet yeah. paper. We have done that for reals this year. Yeah, it, because again, we were forced to look at things differently. <laughs> we were forced to go, oh, okay, and again, that that leads us back to this whole idea that we have gotten pretty well adjusted to our culture mm-hmm. in a lot of ways that next <laughs> that we have a lot of things. And all of a sudden it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture. Um, one of the things that our culture is known for is a spirit of entitlement. It's everywhere. Oof. What I deserve, what's owed to me, um, what you got that I didn't get that I deserve. And Christians, if we're not careful, we fall into that as well. And without even thinking, we're so well adjusted in our culture. Mm-hmm. And I love that the next phrase is the word instead, meaning this is what you could do, but you're going to replace it with this. Mm-hmm. Or you were going this direction. Now I want you to go this direction. Mm-hmm. And the opposite of being well adjusted to our culture is fixing our attention on God, which means when we're well adjusted to our culture, our attention is not fixed on God. And that's where we've had to wrestle and grapple with what do I love? What do what does have my affection? Where does my attention lie? What matters? What matters? Yep. I said today and to, you know, a group of people that I lead here and oversee, um, if we can binge watch a show, we can binge read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I don't have time for, I'm so mm-hmm. busy. Really? Because you're on your 10th episode. Karen, not to put down. I know it's not too much with Karen's. Karen Freeze. No, we, really we love, love Karen all the Karens, Freeze, yeah. but you know, that's kind of been, <laughs> but we, we have, we've become so well adjusted mm-hmm. um, that our eyes haven't been fixed on. Our attention hasn't been placed on God. And I think that this call to wholeness is really mm-hmm. that. What does it look like to fix our attention on God? What does it look like to move our lives in the trajectory of following after Jesus? Well, and I think Matt, this whole series that we're in right now about pivoting speaks to this exact thing. Yeah. And what we're watching is so many Christian people who their attention is fixed on politics. Yes. Whichever line of the divide, the government or race and all of those things matter. Like Mm -hmm. it matters that we do good by people and that we care about people and we stand up for people and all of that stuff is, is important but what's most important mm-hmm. is that we're approaching and engaging those way in a, ma- a, matter, a manner worthy yeah. of, of God, which means looking to him first mm-hmm. and saying, how do you respond? And then following suit instead exactly. of just responding. Yep. Um, and, and we've seen it. We've seen it with race things. We've seen it with politics, whether you're Democrat, left, Republican, Here's the question that I feel like this is kind of what we're going to discuss. But as it relates to this, I think the Christian's posture is how does what I know about God inform my opinion Mm -hmm. about fill in the blank rather than here's what I know about this, all this other stuff. And now that's going to inform what I believe or say Mm -hmm. or practice about God. We've gotten it backwards. It's like your political ideology, your culture ideology shouldn't inform your theology. Mm -hmm. Your theology should inform those other things. But here's the thing. We we are living in a culture that says God doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And his word isn't important. And, And even as cultural Christians, and I'm raising my hand here saying 
that we prioritize what we think we know about God instead of making it a practice to pursue and cultivate his word, which is where right. the ministry of cultivate mm-hmm. always was birthed in of, of being for the women of Sandals Church originally. I mean, that's who are you know, primary, our primary yeah. audience is because that's where I am. That's where we are. But it was, it wasn't about the cultivate part was cultivating God's word, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so that's why I think it's, it's more important, not than ever, but more important than ever that we actually know God's view on things. Exactly. And how do we know that? We know that because we're making a practice mm-hmm. of reading the Bible, yep. of, of listening to good People like I can't, I'm not a theologian. And when I read some things, I don't understand it. Lucky for me, I'm married. <laughs> Lucky for you, married. <laughs> it's just like what I don't know, I can ask. But also there's so many great voices. Mm-hmm. So who are you listening to? Mm-hmm. Who are you following? Yep. Who's speaking into that? Is it someone that you see acting with loving kindness, grace, humility, um, you know, I've ha- I've been shocked at how much I have found myself recalling God's word during the season. Oh yeah. You know, when I want to lash out and be defensive or angry, I hear God's word in the back of me as best as you can mm-hmm. be at peace with people. Mm-hmm. And I bite my tongue till it bleeds. Mm. You know, when I hear, you know, about being offense, like when I'm offended at something and, and how much the Bible talks about not being a person of offense. Yeah. You know, you read through Proverbs and it talks about what the fool is. Mm-hmm, I mean, I, I encourage, I dare you to read Proverbs and see what side of the line those, every every single passage has some parallel of a fool on one side and the wise man on the other. Well, it was what f- side are you on, you know? Yeah, it was a few weeks ago in one of Matt's messages, he said the verse, um, the person who talks much sins much. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's what our culture is. It's everyone talking or typing or texting or posting. So there's got, there's so much foolishness in that. Well, and we, we talked about this before about the passage about the woman caught in the act of adultery mm-hmm. and how, and I hadn't, I didn't know that I heard it with everyone else who listened to the message. So if you haven't listened to it, it's in the pivot series, mm-hmm. right? It's like week two, maybe week, week one or two, one or two. I, yeah. yeah. But, um, how in, in like though in historical times, the person who would throw the first stone was the accuser mm-hmm. and how different that is today. Cause now you can throw a stone and it's not attached to you. There's no consequence to you. Whereas back in the day, if you're going to actually throw that stone, you're literally inflicting mm-hmm. physical harm to death on someone that you're responsible for. Yeah. And you made the accusation. Yeah. And, and I know we've talked about how, Stones are, they're just typed right in. Mm-hmm. And then I go about my day. It doesn't matter if it's true. And I'm not held accountable yeah, right. for the stone I threw or the ripple in the pond that that stone has had. Yeah. You know, of, um, and we've talked about how a lot of times as women and not, not exclusively, but primarily women, the stone of gossip mm-hmm. of like, I'm just going to say this thing and put it out there and... There's no like recourse because I'm not saying it to you and mm-hmm. I'm not saying in front of, I, there's no accountability for what I say or what I do or how it affects people. Yeah. And I just thought that was so interesting the way God set that up. Mm-hmm. And then when Jesus comes along and he says, you without sin cast the first stone Yeah. and, and no one threw one, mm-hmm. you know, you're sure not seeing that today, even in Christian circles. Yep. Um, and I've thrown stones. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking with you guys out there. I think so many of us, what 2020 is showing me personally, I know you've said similar things. So many women I've talked to and engaged with is we have a lot of work to do as women Yeah. to get to this last part of this part, which is, um, don't, Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops a well-formed maturity in you. Mm -hmm. And as women, we have some maturing to do. Myself, I think if if you're listening and you're really real with yourself to some degree, Mm -hmm. there's some maturing that needs to happen. And that comes by not focusing on the culture. I mean, and even recently, I think, you know, last week in Matt's message about 
what are you watching? Yeah. What are you listening to? Mm-hmm. What have you made allowances for in a wrong way? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've forgotten to make allowances for wh- one another's faults or flaws, but we're making allowances for, well, that's not that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that that's worse than I thought it would be. So now your line moves about what's bad. You know, what are you filling your yeah. mind with, your time with? what you know what are you putting in your head and I just we have some maturing to do we do have maturing to do and I think where we've always said for cultivate cultivate is not attaining more knowledge it's about becoming more like Jesus mm-hmm. and so it's what do you do with the knowledge yeah, that you already have right so it's not meant to be your fill-in-the-blank Bible study that you you wrote down all the answers to the questions mm-hmm. and you you learned all the things um you know there for a while I, I would talk about this people would say well I just want to go deep I just really want to go deep and sometimes I'd want to say then just start doing the things that you've already learned mm-hmm. <laughs> like you want to go deep but you still gossip so go deep and stop gossiping <laughs> like there's there's this there's this really fallacious idea out there that's if I know more I'm more like Jesus. And the mm-hmm. truth is, I've said this before. Or if before. I know more, I'll start doing more. <laughs> like, right. Just, Where it's like, you, you, you're not doing with what, I'm not doing with what I already have. That's it. Neither yeah, we you. don't need to know more. We need to do more with what we know. And that's that's what Cultivate's always been about, is the act of cultivating is, is action. It's I'm taking what I'm learning and I'm doing something with it. And I think that we have a unique opportunity now what we've lived through and what we're currently living through mm-hmm. where our faith is really kind of um, under a spotlight mm-hmm. because the church has the opportunity to shine right now. Oh yeah. We yeah. have, we have the hope. We have the message of hope for the entire world. We have the opportunity to shine and we, we can't get caught up in all of these sidebar issues and, and all kinds of different things that can just be, become distractions mm-hmm. as opposed to going, we need to let you know about the person who can bring healing, mm-hmm. who can bring um, forgiveness and redemption to your life. Um, and us knowing his word, and that's why it says in the verse, being changed from the inside out, mm-hmm. that's countercultural. Mm-hmm. It's full of love, it's full of grace, it's full of forgiveness, it's full of mercy. That's not what's out there. And here's what we know though we know that. We've spent a lot of time in our culture the last few years seeing the outside, mm-hmm. the outside of people's looks and houses and everything filtered on Instagram. And then you hear the tragic story yeah, because the inside did not ma- match the outside. Mm-hmm. And I know our heart for the women who choose to come alongside and join us in mm-hmm. this pursuit of cultivating our lives. Are say, we're saying, let's start with the inside and then the outside right. will happen. Right. And I just, I think that that's, you know, that's the conversations that I have two adult daughters that we've had is, and I've had with some friends, I just, I'm like, I honestly this year have seen a sifting happening. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible talks about when Satan asks God, can I sift this person, right? And he's, yeah. And and I, there's been a sifting and, and I think some people... <laughs> Mm-hmm. are coming out the other side and some people aren't. Yeah. And I want to be a person that comes out the other side. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I mean, you know, it's, I've had, it's been a year and there's been days where I'm like, I don't think I'm coming out the other side. <laughs> Honestly, you know. I'm I, like, oh yes, you are. <laughs> and which I'm grateful for because mm-hmm. there, I had some dark days where I was like, Mel, I'm not <laughs> coming back. And I was like, well, okay, if you're going to Hawaii, I'm not either. <laughs> Let's go together. <laughs> and then Hawaii was closed and we couldn't go there. <laughs> and then Hawaii was closed. <laughs> but um, there's been some dark days mm-hmm. where I just, I, I just, I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't know. And I could feel Satan sifting me. What do you believe? Mm-hmm. Who do you say God is? You know, yeah. and then I, I hear that, like God saying, who, who do you say I am? Am I your defender? Mm-hmm. Am I your protector? Am I in control? Yeah. Are you pleasing them? Or you want to please me. Yeah. You know, who are you right before? Like, why are you afraid to confess your flaws to me? Mm. Why are you afraid to trust me with your life Mm -hmm. and your reputation and Sandals Church? Yeah. You know, and and that's something I've really had to wrestle with is like taking on. I think that I carry a lot of 
things that are God's to carry. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm still sort of trying to come out the other side of this, but I'm not seeing everybody do that, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I've had this conversation with my girls, you know, when they're seeing people we know, you know, some, some attacks have come and they're seeing people we know like it or say so good when it's clearly about their dad, you know, they, they've just seen some stuff. And, and my girls and I were in my oldest daughter's room and I said, and they're like, what, how could so-and-so mm. agree with that? How could they, they know, you know, and we were having these and I was like, look, you guys, here's what we're being reminded of that we have a real enemy. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says we do not fight flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. It, we, there, there's a, a darker force at work. And I think that that's what I've had to go back to over and over and time and time again. But if I'm not in God's word mm-hmm. and I don't believe who he says he is, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. When I'm going, they're not the enemy, mm-hmm. even though they've hurt me, even though they've accused me, even though they've lied, whatever the situation is. Yep. Um, they're not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. Mm-hmm. And I think as Christians, as Christ followers, to get to this place of wholeness, we have to do some maturing. Yeah. And maturing looks like we don't live however we want. Mm-hmm. And Matt, Matt preached about that in this, this last weekend's message on, on Pivot of just like, if you are born again, mm-hmm. your life needs to be reevaluated. Yeah. And maybe we've made that decision this last weekend. Maybe you made it 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. What in your life needs to look different? Mm-hmm. Because whatever it is that needs to look different and isn't is a broken place in you. Yeah. And it's keeping you from becoming whole mm-hmm. and, and who God made you to be in the life he has for you. And I think the maturing process is key. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting to a place where we can be real about where we're broken, yeah. real and say like, here's a part of my life that is not good for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to change it. Because here, here's the modern day gospel. You can say you're a Christian and nothing in your world changes and nothing in your life changes and you have to do nothing mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. That is not the gospel. Mm. And um, I'm not saying, you know me, I'm not like a legalistic of like all these rules and regulations, but there's a wrestling and a transformation that happens in that. Yeah. And so I know that moving forward for us, what we want to do is help women grow in that process wherever wherever they are. Well, and recognize the reality of what we're up against. I think we have to we have to kind of um, release this idea that um, everything is, you know, butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> um, COVID's, if COVID's taught us anything, it's taught us that. Um, <laughs> that we're, we're in a physical battle, but we're in a spiritual battle as mm-hmm. well. Yep. And that's, that's, and that's where that's the, the maturing, one we forgot. Exactly. We forgot about it. And that's where the maturing comes in. If we're not prepared and ready for battle, um, we will get defeated. We will be discouraged. We will be constantly doubting our faith and doubting God. Um, we'll we'll be on this roller coaster of faith where it's like when things are good, I'm good with God. When mm-hmm. things are bad, I'm in the tank. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe in mm-hmm. God. When things are good, I'm raising my hands in worship. When things are bad, I don't even get out of bed and go to church. Mm-hmm. It's this roller coaster. Yeah. That's a person who's unprepared for the battle. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I really love the direction that we're going for fall 2020, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we're going to help women get ready for the battle. Yeah. So, so here's what we're going to do to everyone listening. And this is, this is for everyone that, um, this vision of cultivating wholeness, I wholeheartedly a hundred percent know that I know that I know that I know was a vision that God gave. And so moving forward, here's here's what we want is, we want to equip women mm-hmm. and help you as we do it together to mature in ways so that when years like 2020 come along, we don't find ourselves completely broken. Yeah. When things are up, you're not up, you know, down, you're solid mm-hmm. because you know who who holds you, who has you, you know who wins in the end and and you're grounded and you you don't fall apart. You're not falling to pieces. Yeah. Every time the world around you falls to pieces, you can remain 
whole. Mm -hmm. And so this season, starting on October 1st, we're going to go through six weeks together as women. This can look so many different ways. Wait, hold on. So Cultivate is back. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I already forgot about our new machine, but, (laughs) you know, we're going to take six weeks and talk about the way that God has set us up for success to Mm. not fall apart. And it it doesn't look like what the culture is telling us we need. Mm. It looks like things like truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, prayer. How do these things keep us from falling apart? So we're going to take a look and we're going to study for six weeks the armor of God. And it's going to be our teaching teams. This can look different. Here's what we know. We know that everyone needs this, Mm -hmm. whether you've been a Christian a week or 40 years, because all of us, to some degree, become so well adapted to our culture that maybe we forget. Yeah. And that's why all of us have crumbled mm-hmm. when a year like 2020 hits, when, when our comforts and our safety and our security and our pleasures mm-hmm. have been taken away. Like, we can't go to the movies anymore. We can't watch sports anymore. Like, what do we do with our lives? Actually, Tammy, that's hurtful because um, <laughs> I do really miss sports. We, lo- we lost March Madness in COVID and I'm not fully and recovered I- yet. Didn't even notice until you mentioned it right now. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to take this. And so what we're going to ask the women to do is to join us in this pursuit of of real growth by studying God's word. We know that so many of you guys, like us, find yourselves in seasons and circumstances that have been difficult. I mean, God bless you if you are working from home right now and homeschooling. Bless. I don't. I don't know how you do it, but every week we're going to say extra prayers for you guys. We know some of you guys now have your kids at home. You're having to figure out how to homeschool if you're not working. It's just, it's really tricky times to navigate. And so this season is not meant to um, pile onto you. We want to support you because we need to keep it together as Mm -hmm. women Mm -hmm. and and, um, when the world is falling apart. And so... October 6th, mark your calendars. Here's some different ways. We're not going to be meeting live on campuses, which is different, but that's the times we're living in. I'm, mm-hmm. we, we don't know what the government will be saying by then, and we have to make some plans. Right. And also, we, we want people to stay safe and healthy and, and do we what's want comfortable. This, yeah, yeah, and we want this to be available for women everywhere. Yeah. So we're going to go um, online. We have the... We have the the privilege and the gift of technology to be able to take this really crucial, Mm -hmm. really vital study to women everywhere. Yeah, for sure. So you can choose to do it on your own. We're just going to do um, just a a message of hope and encouragement each week to you with some ways, um, some truth of God's word for you to cultivate into your everyday ordinary life that will make it extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And, If you have time, if you're not homeschooling and working from home, there's going to be more for you to spend time in God's word on that same topic of that week. But here's what I want you guys to do. If you're already in a Cultivate group, I want you to reach out to one another and decide what's most comfortable for you. Do you want to meet together on your back patio or are you already meeting together because it's a small group? Mm -hmm. Whatever feels most comfortable or do you want to Zoom because that's what still feels most comfortable. Yeah, You can do that. If you're not in a group, what I want you to do is I want you to find a couple coworkers, a couple girlfriends, a couple women in your life and say, let's do this together mm-hmm. because we all need this. Yep. This is not just for this year. I, I guarantee 2020 is not going to be the last hard year mm. any of us see, mm. but it can be the year that we come out. Like we are down right now, ladies, but we are not out. Yeah. And and we have opportunity to come out of this year stronger than we went into mm-hmm. it. And that's our goal. So you may need to do it on your own online, um, but we that that's our last preference. But if that's how you got to do it right now, that's how you you have to do it. But right. find your friend, find someone that you know is down and out and needs the same hope. But start those conversations now and be ready for... September 17th. Boom. Good job, Mel. That's right. Um, Registration is opening on September 17th at cultivate.sc slash fall 20. Yes. Um, Also, the best ways because of changing times. I mean, I don't presume that this is going to be changing, but is to follow Cultivate Women on social medias Mm -hmm. um, to keep up with that. And we do have, for the first 
so many registrations if you want. Exciting, exciting, happy, Kelly. <laughs> okay, good. That'll work. <laughs> he wasn't ready for that. We threw a curveball. Um, me with my sports analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that one was it, like right. It worked. But okay. <laughs> um, that we're going to have a couple different ways to register. But you know, one of the things so many women have reached out and was like, we just miss our Cultivate merch and, and the way to stay connected in Same. that way. And so obviously that's not something that we can do right now with not necessarily being on campuses and like wanting to touch all the things. So we're actually putting together an exclusive um, Cultivate premium sort of registration that will include the only Cultivate merch happening this year. Nice. And so, but that is while supplies last. And... and is there a surprise in there? There might be a a really darling mask in there. And since masks are still mandatory, please That's don't get on us about masks don't work. No, it's, you know what I I'm don't gonna even do? know. All I know is we're wearing them and honestly, you know this, our whole team knows this that I legit love wearing the mask because before it was like oh my gosh, did you see Tammy Brown, Pastor Matt's wife in Target with a messy bun and like a total panty line in her yoga pants? But now it's just like, look at that old housewife with a messy bun and a panty line in Target. No one knows it's me and it's, I'm like wearing masks the rest of my life. I want the mask because I'm going to dress up as a Cultivate woman for Halloween. <laughs> so make sure you give it to me. I'll just be in all Cultivate merch. Okay. Because we have the best sweatpants. <laughs> the best. You, the best, the you softest. are not. You're not wrong. So just give that to me and I'll just go out and I'll be kind to everybody that I trick or treat with. And Honestly. I'll just be the Cultivate woman for Halloween. Don't anybody take my idea. Okay. <laughs> um, I just saw the best thing on Hall meme on Halloween. Speaking of memes, I can't remember it, but it Oh, next next month maybe I'll everyone will be in a mask yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you dress up as COVID uh, I don't know I'm in a mask <laughs> it, it was like kids stay home and parents drive by and throw candy at the driveway or something <laughs> like that like kids instead of kids going house to house parents and cars just go throw candy out so anyhow back to this you guys we are so excited about this season not because we think it's going to be fun and froofy and easy but because we know that we have a real opportunity for some maturity yeah. to happen. And through that maturity, we are one step closer to that, to, to becoming women who remain whole mm -hmm. when the world around us is falling apart. Yep. And so we ask you to join us during this season, whether you go to Sandals Church or not, you have a place here. This is, this is for every woman mm -hmm. who wants to connect with God and connect with other women and have real conversation about life and the different challenges that it brings for women. But we have such an opportunity as women right now to just become closer to the best versions of who God made us to be. Yep. And so in the meantime, I will say this though, as always, we want to encourage you guys to be kind to one another. Mm -hmm. That includes online. It includes in person. Like think of the people right now in your world who might need a little kindness, whether they've lost a job, like what can that look like for you? Even if you don't have money yeah. or means that you can, like what are some ways that we can go back to what those first few Mm -hmm. That first month of COVID was where everyone was just going out of their way to figure out ways to be kind, to get back to that place because it makes a difference in so many people's lives. And I know that on some of my darkest days, I got cards in the mail from mm. people I hadn't heard of in forever saying, thank you, I believe in you, I love you because of this church, because of something you said to me. Or I was just thinking of you and here's, dinner, you yeah. know, on the day that I had been, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, in tears for a while. And so I just, I want to, I want to encourage you as women that one of the best ways for the world around us to know that we have God in us mm -hmm. is the way that we treat others Yep, on our best day and our worst day. And when we grow closer to be women who are whole, we're not falling apart. And so we always have capacity for kindness. Yep. And I would add on to that. Um, Ask yourself this question. If the most important thing to do is to draw people to Jesus, would people be attracted to you for you to even have an opportunity to tell mm -hmm. them about Jesus? That was one of the points Matt made this weekend. You know, 
when's the last time you've told somebody about Jesus? Mm -hmm. If you've burned all your bridges on social media, Mm -hmm. if you've lit people up with your opinions and, you know, thoughts and ideas and whatever theories you have about whatever's going on, you've, you've lost your chance to tell them about the most important thing, the most important message that they could ever Mm -hmm. hear. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk less and listen more. Gives us our credibility. We've said that every year. Yeah. But our kindness to one another gives us our credibility to Mm -hmm. share about the God who changes our lives. So you guys, we're so excited about this season. Make sure that you mark your your calendar for September 17th to register and get signed up. And if you're interested, that's when our limited edition 2020 merch kits are going to be available until we run out. And October 1st, is the day that we will start the season. You and your group, you and your friends, you can decide what day you want to do it, but everything will be on the website um, starting September 17th for you to figure out the different ways to do it. But we love you guys. To everyone listening, thank you for um, joining us today and we look forward to a season to grow together. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks, Kelly. Bye, you guys. Bye.